For people that just really enjoy <laughs> 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 Oh, 100%. Here's a, here's a I love it. <laughs> uh, uh, so we're up to five lines into the page, Chafayim and Aleph. The Gemara, the Gemara just ended off with bringing a machloikas between Rav and Rebbe as to when you have to divorce your wife. Is it only by Edom? And that's what the Mishnah is talking about. Again, the Mishnah said that if you divorce, that if you're if you're megarish, uh, if, if a, a, a man a woman gets divorced because of either rumors or witnesses about you know that she lived with A, she can never live with A. Even later on in her ma- in her life, she can never live there because it makes it look like that's why she left her marriage. You know, so we had a machlegas of is it rumors that cause her to leave her marriage or witnesses? So we had a machlegas Rav and Rebbe. So how do you pass? And says the Gemara Hilchazakavasi the Rav Hilchazakavasi the Rebbe. We pass like both. Now, Rav said you need witnesses. Rebbe says rumor is a- a- enough. So how do you pass? like both? How could it be both? How could how could both be right? How could both that you have to get divorced based on witnesses only or based on a rumor? How could it be both? So the Gemara answers: This is how it could be both. Kasha hilchasa hilchasa. Isn't that a contradiction of whether you pass like Rav or Rebbe? So the Gemara says like Kasha. Habikala de pasik. Habikala de loy pasik. The answer is: It depends what type of rumors. Meaning, if it's a rumors that don't stop, that the rumors keep going, that even when there's counter rumors, they're still going. That's how strong the rumors are. That's enough. That, that's how we paskin like Rebbe, that that type of rumor is enough to get you divorced. If it's the type of rumor that stops, meaning it lasts a couple hours, then someone's like, nah, I heard that's not true. Okay, fine, I heard it's not true. Then it stops. That type of rumor is not enough to make you get divorced and you need witnesses. So it just depends on the strength of the rumor. The Gemara says, If it's a rumor that does not stop, then you have to get divorced even without witnesses. And call it the Pasik, the Ikadim, I'm sorry, Kirav. Yeah? So what do you mean by the strength of the rumor? When does it does it stop if there's a counter rumor? No, I'm saying what do you what do you mean by that? They're talking about this man living with this woman. Is that enough to get them to have to get divorced? So the question is, how strong is that rumor? Is it just a couple people on Twitter who said it, or is it the whole town is talking about it? And even when people say, Oh, it's not true, no, they're like, Yeah, it is true. It's just a strength of the rumor. So the Gemara says, how long is a rumor, how long does a rumor have to be for it to be considered a strong rumor that you have to get divorced based on it? So the Gemara says, how long of a rumor does it have to be? So Amr Abaya, Amr Li'eim, Abaya says, my mother told me, the length of a rumor is one and a half days. If it lasts one and a half days, that's considered a rumor. Less than that, uh, it's not. So we see that if it lasts one and a half days, it's considered a real rumor. Less than that, uh, it's not such a real rumor. Yeah, they, they no, they know how long it lasts. No, there was like a, it was like a it was like a news cycle. One and a half days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Gemara says, but The Gemara says also one and a half days has to be consistent. It has to be that people are talking about it straight for one and a half days. But if it's like a couple hours on, then a couple hours people know. I don't think it's true. Then like, no, I think it's true again. Then that doesn't count. It has to. So I guess the Gemara says, you see from here, no, you do see from here that if the entire community is saying something, it means it's probably, if there's smoke, there's fire. I, I'm not saying they're allowed to be talking about this, but it means if the entire neighborhood is talking about this, it means there's something. There's definitely something. Now, the Gemara says, though, 
Um, the Gemara also says that it has to be one and a half days straight. Let's say it's a couple hours and they stop talking about it. It's not considered a real rumor. But what if they're not talking about it because the guy they're talking about is pretty scary? Like what if he's a tough, influential guy? So then it's considered as if they spoke one and a half days. Meaning if they go one and a half days, but like after a couple hours they stop, but not because they actually don't believe it, but because they're afraid of the guy. Like he sent out a thing, anyone who talks about this, yeah, then obviously that doesn't count. It's considered as if it's a stray rumor. And the Gemara says, Also, the rumor is only legitimate if he does not have enemies. If there are enemies in the town, then we assume the enemies created the rumor. Right? So, okay, fine. Tanan Hasim. Okay, the Mishnah says like this There's a Mishnah in Gittin. The halach is like this interesting halach. If a man divorces his wife and he tells the rabbi why he's getting divorced, it's because he heard bad things about her. He heard that she, let's say, committed adultery, whatever it is. The halach is he can never remarry her. Why? Why can't he remarry her? Chazal instituted that if you divorce your wife for that reason, you can never remarry her. Why? Because we're afraid what's going to happen. She's, he's going to say he's divorcing her because of, uh, you know, um, what do you call it, a uh, bad uh, rumor about her, yeah? She's going to get divorced, marry someone else, have kids, have happily ever after, right? She got divorced, whatever. Then he's going to say, you know what, I only divorced her because of the rumors, but I don't think the rumors are true. I think that divorce was null and void. I think she's a married woman. I think those kids are mamzerim. Whether he's right or not is irrelevant. We don't want that. So before they get divorced, we tell him, if you're divorcing her because of a bad reputation, you're never taking her back. So I, you, you could say all you want, that it was null and void, you're never taking her back. This is a finite, ma- finite divorce forever. So the halacha is, we don't allow them to remarry, because if they remarry, then the, he could say, oh, you know, you should know that I, the rumor, it was all based on a rumor, and the rumor is not true, and the divorce is null and void, and it could lead to questions of her second marriage. So basically we tell him, listen, if you're getting divorced... Because if you're getting divorced because you don't love her, okay, fine, sure, whatever. Then you can work it out, whatever. But if you're getting divorced because of a rumor, you're never taking her back. That, that's, so understand before, okay? So that's the halacha. So if you get divorced, sounds like my dad. If you get divorced because you don't love her, oh, no, it's not. Oh, hey, interesting. So if you get divorced because of a rumor, then it's, it's, it's not something you could ever take her back. So here's the shiloh. Okay, what does that have to do with our Mishnah? Here's the Shaila. Shalach le'rabah ravuna le'rabah ravunachmen yomateinu rabbeinu kanas ma'ushi yoytzi. What if you did remarry her? Be'iser. Do we force you to get divorced? So again, so you divorced your wife because of a rumor. The halacha is that we tell him when you do this, you can never take her back. But you did. You, you married her be'iser. Right. There was no Messiah the Kedushin. You gave her a ring in front of witnesses. You married her be'iser. Do we force you to get divorced? That's the question. So... Well, so that's no, but, that, but the question is when Chazal said you can't marry her, how strong were they? So the Gemara says like this well, we don't know the answer, so we're trying to equate it with something. So the Gemara says, well, um, by the way, is Mark talking about here a regular case or is it a case of the Kohen? No, regular case. Kohen for sure not. Right. So Amr Lei Tanina, he says, well, I'll prove it to you. He says, well, like this. Okay, this is, this, is the, this is probably the hardest part of the daf today. It's not that difficult. Again, you divorce your wife because of a rumor. The halach is, we don't want you to take her back. 
Because if we allow you to take her back, then at some point she's going to be married to someone else. You'd be like, oh no, I only did it because of the rumor I want her back. That divorce was null and void. She's The kids are mamzer. No. So we tell them, listen, you're divorcing her because of rumor, you're never getting her back. The question is, if you did, be'iser, how strong did Chazal make you undo the marriage? So the Gemara says, well, isn't it pretty similar to our Mishnah? Our Mishnah said that if you divorce, if you, if you, if you there's rumors about you, or witnesses, depending on Rav or Rebbe. There's either rumors or witnesses that you committed adultery with this woman, forcing her to get divorced. We say you can never marry her, because it'll give validity to those rumors. If you did marry her, you have to get divorced. So the two similar situations, we don't want you to get married because it'll affect the past, either because it could bring in questions into the, the validity of divorce, or in this case it could bring up rumors. Both situations, we tell you not to marry this woman because of things that happened in the past, and in our Mishnah, we say that if you got married, you have to get divorced. So in that case also, if you got married, you have to get divorced. I mean, we're, just, we're sort of just saying they're similar. Again, they're not identical, obviously, because our Mishnah, we don't want you to get married because it'll, it'll, cre- it'll back up the rumors that you guys committed adultery. Over here, we don't want you to get married because it could question the validity of a divorce. But it's the concept, we don't want you to get married because it'll bring up issues with the past. Our Mishnah says that if you got married, we force you to get divorced. So that halach also, if you got married, we force you to get divorced. We just, we're assuming, they're, we're equating the two. Now the Gemara is going to ask, are they equatable? Oh, so the Gemara says, well, not exactly like that, but the Gemara says like this. First of all, the Gemara says they're not equatable. Why? In the case of our Mishnah, the Gemara assumes that the reason why they got divorced is not just rumors. They were witnesses that you committed adultery. That is a biblical offense. So how do you compare that to over here where you got divorced based on a rumor? Over here it's a rumor. Over there they're witnesses. So the Gemara just says it's not equatable. Because over there it's more severe. So over there, reason why if you got married, you have to get divorced is because it's not just rumors. There are witnesses, meaning he's followed the sheet of Rav, that he's talking about a case where there are witnesses. Over here, it's just a rumor. There are rumors. You got divorced because there are rumors. But how do you comp- compare the two? So the Gemara says, no. No, no, he says, our mission is also just based on rumors. Meaning he's following Rebbe. That our mission is also based on rumors. They're both rumors. Our Mishnah says you don't get married because the rumor, if you get married, it'll back up the, uh, it'll bolster the rumors that you guys committed adultery. The Mishnah in Gittin says that if you get, we don't want you to get married because it could bring into question the validity of the divorce. Because you're going to, if we allow you to remarry, then at some point you'll say, I want to remarry her. And I only got divorced because of rumors. The rumors are not true. It's a false marriage. It's a false divorce. So basically, both based on rumors. And in our Mishnah says, if you got married, we force you to get divorced. So, so it's over there. So the Gemara says, well, it's not exactly the same, though. Akatimi dummy, hachabal hasamboil. It's not exactly the same, though, because in our Mishnah, who, are, who is she marrying that we're forcing to get a divorce her? The adulterer. In the Mishnah of Gittin, she's remarrying her first husband. So one's the husband, one's the adulterer. The Gemara says, well, that's true, but it shouldn't make a difference. <laughs> you know, sometimes in halacha you'll have chilukim, but it doesn't matter. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like you'll have, oh, one's the husband, one's the adulterer, but it's the same premise. The Gemara says, um, uh, 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 the Gemara says, they're still comparable. At the end of the day, yes, one's the husband, one's the adulterer, but it's the same premise. Chazal say, don't marry this woman because it'll bring up things from the past. 
And our Mishnah says if you do, you get divorced. So don't If you do, you get divorced. Like what's, what's the, yes, one's the husband, one's the other. But it's the premise that's the same. The Gemara then ends off, no. No, she could marry anyone other than the adulterer or the husband. So the Gemara says, Veloihi. The Gemara actually says they're not comparable at all. Why? In the case of our Mishnah, we don't want you to marry the adulterer guy because it'll add rumors to her being not a good woman. The case of the Mishnah in Gittin, so the husband divorces her based on rumors. We tell the husband, don't marry her because if we allow you to marry her, we're afraid that you'll say the rumors were false. And the divorce was under false pretenses. So it's actually the exact opposite. Over here, we don't want you to marry her because it'll add to the fuel to the fire. Over there, we don't want you to marry her because it'll remove the fire. So they're fundamentally different. So it could be our mission were more strict because by you marrying her, it's adding fuel to the fire that she was committing adultery. The mission, again, exact opposite. You want to remarry her because you realize the rumors were false. So it's, the, it's, it's sort of the exact opposite. So we don't know they're comparable, and therefore we're going to end it with Akasha. We don't know what the halacha is. Okay. Topic number two. Um, not too difficult. Two more topics. One Mishnah and the next Mishnah. Okay. If someone is a shliach to bring a get, this is the beginning of Gittin, you bring a get from outside of Eretz Yisrael, the halacha is that you have to testify and say, it was signed before me and delivered before me. Befoni nechta, befoni nechta. So if you bring a get from outside of Eretz Yisrael, as a shliach, you have to testify. Now here's the question. Can you marry that woman? Right? You're the shliach for Sarah's divorce. You come, you testify. A year later, you're like, I'm marrying Sarah. It doesn't look so good. Because you were the shliach. Meaning, you testified to get her divorced. It kind of looks like you made up the whole thing because you wanted to marry her. So, because it's a really, really bad optic, we don't want you, we don't know why you're married. You're not allowed to marry this woman. One other halacha. Let's say you say mace. Let's say you testify that her husband died. Right? She was an aguna. You testify that you were a soldier and you saw the husband die. The halacha is you can't marry her. Why? Because again, it's bad optics. It looks like you're only testifying in order to marry her. Herachtiv, let's say you say, I killed her. You say, I murdered your husband. Then the halacha is, you can never marry her. I'm not sure why she would want to marry you, but you can't marry her, because again, um, she's only free because you testified. Or herachtnohu, or we killed him, meaning you were part of a gang that killed her. Not personally, but you, we killed her. You can't marry her. By the way, what you do see, and the Gemara is going to ask this, you do see that while she can't marry you, she can marry other people, which is interesting because based on your testimony, she could, re- she could get married even though you're saying you killed her. You gener- there is an opinion out there of Rav Yehuda, uh, not Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda you see in a moment, but also Rav Yosef, that because when you testify that you killed her, you're making yourself a Russia, it could be you're not believed. You understand what I'm saying? Meaning this is a legitimate testimony when you say that you murdered her, you're, you're also saying you're a murderer. And the halacha generally is that you're not allowed to testify about yourself that you're a rasha. So it's interesting that it's a valid testimony. The Gemara is going to point this out. Like when it comes to like other halachas, this would not be a valid testimony. But it is a valid testimony. Now you can't marry her just because it's bad optics, but, but she can marry other people. And she's, she's free. Well, potentially. Potentially. Now the Mishnah does say, Rav Yehuda, I may her actively say, Rav Yudah says, if you say you kill them, then it's not a good testimony at all. Meaning, Rav Yudah goes with the standard halacha, which is, you can't testify about yourself being a Russia. 
If you say you killed him, then what, what in essence are you saying? You're a murderer, so you're a Russia, so you're Posolaitis. We, we can't take half of your testimony and not half the other half. So if we're going to accept your testimony, then you're, you're a Russia. You're not you're Posolaitis anyway. So, but if you say we killed him, then it's accepted. Oh, you say we killed him by accident. Oh, so the Gemara is going to point out when we say we killed him, um, it means that you were there, but you didn't actually participate. Right. Um, but the point is that if you're actually testifying that you killed the guy, then you're a Russia. So you can't, uh, and it's Pasolaitis. So it's Pasolaitis. We don't accept the testimony at all. But there are abundant accept the testimony. Okay. Now let's get, before we get to that point, let's just make the quick, the, the first Nakuda. The Mishnah said that if you bring a get from Medina Sayyam and you say, Bifani so you, you bring a get. It's only a valid get because you're testifying that, that it was signed before you. The halach is you can never marry the woman. Why? Because she's only free because we're relying on your words. So it's a really bad optic for you to marry her because it kind of looks like you just lied in order for her to be single. Says the Gemara, The Gemara deduces from this, it's Dafka problem because you're bringing from outside of Eretz Yisrael. Outside of Eretz Yisrael, you have to testify. But if you're bringing a get within Eretz Yisrael, let's say you're a shliach and you, you, go, you show up in Yerushalayim, you say, I'm from Tel Aviv, I have a get, the halach is you don't have to testify. The bezdins of Yerushalayim were able to figure it out without your testimony. Then the halach is you could marry her. Why? Because you're not, she's not single because of you. She's single because of the get. I Meaning, when you bring outside of Eretz Yisrael, where we're relying on your testimony, so it's really you're the main, you're the main cog in the thing. So we, you can't marry her. It's, it's a bad optic. But you bring a get from within Eretz Yisrael, you don't have to testify. So if you don't have to testify, then we're not relying on you. We're relying on the get. So then you're just uh, shliach. So then you can marry her. It's, it's, it's not. It's not. We're not afraid that you lied. Yeah. Are, are these bezdin of um, shalosh or twenty-one? These are three. Bezdin of three. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says like this. Here's the Kasha. The Kasha is like this. I'll tell you the Kasha, and the Gemara's answer is pretty like, obvious, but I'll, I'll say the Kasha. The Kasha is that if we're not relying on the guy exclusively, he could marry her, right? Here's the Kasha. What about the next case in the Mishnah? He says that he saw the husband die. Not that he killed her, he, just, he saw the dead body. What's the halach? He can't marry her. Why? Because you're relying on him. The problem is the Gemara has this svara that. When a person testifies that someone dies, we're not really relying on him. The Gemara says that the wife will look into it and make sure that it's true. So why? So if you're telling me that it's only a problem, we're relying on him. But it's a problem even when he says that he saw the guy dead, and we're not really relying on him. So how do you reconcile? Meaning, is it a problem only when you're relying on him or when he's a participant in the story? The problem is that when he says that the husband died, we're not really relying on him because the Gemara says there's some sort of svara that the woman will look into and make sure that it's true. Even though he is the one testifying, we're not really relying on him. And yet it's still a problem. So you know what the Gemara's answer is going to be? We are relying on him. When, when he says the guy died, that, that's the real... He's the only source. At the end of the day, yes, the wife will try her best to look into it and to verify the story. But at the end of the day, when the guy says that he saw the man dead, that's enough. So you're relying on him. So the basic rule is going to be that if you're relying on the guy, it's a problem. He can never marry her. So the Gemara says, "I hames." When it comes to saying that the husband died, delay of Allah because chinon. Well, you're not really relying on him. I, he's the one testifying because Damer Mar Isha Daiko Minsuba. A woman will make sure that she's single, meaning she'll she'll do her own investigative story. So even when the bezin says you're single, she's not going to just remarry. She's going to make sure that her husband's actually dead. So you see that we're not relying on him, and yet. 
And yet he can't marry her. So you see that even when you're not relying on the guy, you can't rely, you can't marry him. So the answer is no. Over there you are relying on the guy. Meaning when, when he's delivering a get where he doesn't have to testify, what are you relying on? The get. When it comes to testifying the guy died, what are you relying on? His testimony. I shall look into it. Yeah, she'll do her best. And she'll make sure that to try to find out the truth. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're relying on him. So if you're relying on him, marriage is off. Um, okay. Okay, this next part is a little tricky. I'm not going to lie. I'll do my best. Here's the deal. Here's the main point to remember. There's a machloikis between the Rabbonin and Rav Yehuda in the following case. You come into court and say, I murdered her husband. Everyone agrees you cannot marry her because that is a really, really bad optic. But the question is, is it a valid testimony that she could use to marry someone else? Right? Can the Bezdin write up like a ksav saying she is single? Okay? The Rabbonin say, yes. He testified. The guy's dead. I, he said that he killed her, so don't marry him. But it's a valid testimony. Meaning, according to the Rabbanon, we sort of like split up the testimony. Like we take the he's dead part, we just don't take the he murdered him part. Because if we accept that part, then that means he's a murderer. A murderer cannot testify, you understand? I'll say can't testify about himself. It's, so we accept half of the testimony, half the testimony we don't accept. Rav Yudha disagrees. And Rav Yudha says, no, what do, you, what do you mean? If you can accept the testimony, that means that he's a murderer. He's Apostolatus. So Rav Yudah says it's not a valid testimony. So the Rav Yudah says it's a, not a valid testimony. I want to say it is a valid testimony. We're going to try to figure out why they're up on a cool with this. This is generally not accepted. The Gemara says, According to the Rabbanon, it's a valid testimony. He just can't marry her, but, but she can marry someone else. I Meaning she's a single woman. Here's the Kasha. Look at the words Rav Yosef said. And again, Rav Yosef is an Amora, so we're trying to make Rav Yosef work with the Rabbanon. Rav Yosef said, "Ploni Ravani Laonsi Huvacham Mitzarfin Laharga, Lertsoni Rasha Huvatara Amr Al Tashes Yadcha Im Rasha Liyaseid Chamas." This is not the most politically correct Gemara, which I kind of like about it, and that is that the Gemara says that if a man says, not the first part, the second part, if a man says, comes into court and he says, "I was raped by another man," I, he lived with me, I didn't want to, I was uh, uh, molested by another man, I was attacked. The halacha is. He could testify with another person and get the guy killed. Right, it's a death penalty. Homosexuality is a death penalty. Yeah. And he's not a Russia because he was saying, I, I was attacked. I didn't do it. But if he comes into court, says of Yosef, and says, I live with that man. I mean, I was gay. I live with that man. What's the halacha? We don't accept the testimony. No. Why? Because you're testifying you're a Russia. It's possible this. So why is it that when it comes to the husband, <laughs> when you say, I murdered the husband, we accept the testimony. But if you say, I live with the man, we don't accept. That's the question. So the Gemara answers exactly what Adam said, which is, Shani edus isha The answer is, and this is the conclusion of this Gemara, the Gemara might reject it for a moment, but the conclusion is, we are more lenient when it comes to Agunas. Meaning when it comes to testimony for Agunas, we are more lenient. So generally this would not be an acceptable testimony, but for Agunas we'll accept it. Right? We accept a, an Eid Echad for Agunas. So to, to have her be free, we'll, we'll accept the testimony. Now here's the kasha. I Hamar Rab Menasha, but didn't Rab Menasha say go to the next page? Gazlan did Devreim Kashaleidus Isha. Gazlan did Devreim Torah Posleidus Isha. Rab Menasha said that we don't accept biblical Gazlana. Meaning, if you're a Gazlan on a biblical level, so you're Posleidus biblically, we don't accept your testimony for Agunas. So you're telling me that we accept this for Agunas, 
even though it's generally a biblically not a good testimony. But I, I thought Rabbi Menashe says that agunas are the same, meaning if it's if you're a goslin, you're not acceptable for agunas. So I, I don't understand. In the Mishnah, you say you murdered the guy, we accept it. I, Rav Yosef, said that if you say you lived with a man, no, we don't accept it. What's the difference? He said, well, it's not goodness. To get her remarried, we'll be lenient. But Ramanasha said that we, we, don't, we don't give that leniency for Agunas. The Gemara says, Neymar Rav Menashe, Damak Rav Yehuda. Does Rav Menashe only follow Rav Yehuda? Meaning Rav Menashe who says that we do not accept biblical problems for Agunas. Is he following Rav Yehuda that in this case, when you say you murdered someone, it would not be accepted? I Meaning, how does all this work with the Rabbanon? So the Gemara answers, Amalach Rav Menashe, Anad Amar Yehuda Rabbanon. But time the Rabbanon hachikit the Rava, Amar Rava Adam Karvets laatzmai, Mein Adam Meisim Atzmai LaRasha. The Gemara answers. The answer is, really, Rav Menashe could work with the Rabbanon. Why is it that you're accepted? So the answer is, the Rabbanon, in this case, when you walk into court and you say that you murdered the guy, it's not, the reason why we're leaving it is not because of Agunas. It's because we follow the sheet of Rava, which is that Rava believes that we're able to split the testimony in half. Meaning, when you come in and say you murdered the guy, what you're in essence doing is you're saying two things. This guy is dead, period. I killed him. We will accept the first part of your statement. We will not accept the second part. So therefore, our Mishnah, which says that we accept it, is not because it's not a leniency of Agunas. Rav Ashita is that we split up the testimony. Now here's the last problem. Rav and Rav Yosef do not see eye to eye. Right? Because what did Rav Yosef say? Rav Yosef said, you go into court and you say, I live with that man. We don't accept the testimony. Rav says, we would, right? Because think about it. According to Rav, when you go into court and you say you live with that man, what your essence doing is you're saying two things. That man lived with another man, period. I did it. So according to Rav, we should accept the first part, not the second part. So the Gemara, okay, so Rav and Rav Yosef, don't see eye to eye. That's, that's fair. So our Mishnah is following Rav. But you know what that also means? That means our Mishnah is not following Rav Yosef. So the Gemara says, Lema Rav Yosef, Damak Rav Yehuda. So in essence, our Mishnah, which says that when you come into court and say, I murdered that man, it's accepted, is because what you're really doing is you're saying two statements. He's dead, period. I murdered him. We'll take the first part, not the second part. First part is good. Second part, you're making your, uh, yourself a Russia. We, we can't testify about yourself. But we'll take the first part. Rav Yosef, what do Rav Yosef say? You go into court and say, I live with that man. No good. So it's seemingly not in line with our Mishnah. So the Gemara says, no. Rav Yosef says, no, 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 no. The reason why our Mishnah works is because Agunas. Meaning, there's two possible reasons why our Mishnah is going to be lenient. Of why, again, you go into court and you say, the Rabbanon say, you go into court and you say, I murdered that man. We accept the testimony. There's two possible reasons. Either because to be lenient by Agunas, that's how Rav Yosef looks at it. Or, like Rava, that it's two statements, we'll accept the first and not the second. So therefore, every opinion can work in the Mishnah. Rav Yosef, who says that normally this is not a good testimony, will say, well, the reason why we're lenient is because of Agunas. Rava, who says that this is generally a valid testimony, says it has nothing to do with Agunas. It's that you made two statements, we'll accept the first one. So just, there's two possible ways to make the Mishnah work. Either you can make the Mishnah work that in general this is an acceptable testimony. That's Rava's shita. Rav Yosef disagrees. He says, no, this is generally not accepted. And we don't believe that you're saying two sentences. You're saying one statement. You live with the man. You killed him. Both no good. So why in our mission is it good? Agunas. 
So the, the, those are the two possibilities. Again, if you made a chart, you'll see. Rava will say it's mutter because of uh, uh, because you're making two statements. So we accept the first. Raviosa says it's good because uh, the, the first statement is uh, is it was more makel because of agonos. Right, the rest of the daf is is is, uh, is very easy. The Mishnah said that according to Rav Yehuda, the actual lashon of the Mishnah is that according to Rav Yehuda, if you go into court and you say I murdered the man, no good, because you're testifying about yourself that you're Russia. But if you say we killed him, that's good. Why? If you say we killed them, that means you killed them. <laughs> What's the difference between I killed them and we killed them? Yeah, but so what? You still get it. You still a Russia, right? Two guys beat someone to death. One guy beat someone to death. Uh, I mean, both were him. So why is it that you who accepts the testimony when you say we killed them? It's always better. <laughs> Another Adam Moskovich statement. It's always better to kill someone with two people. I love. I love these things. <laughs> No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But the point is, you still, you still, you still make yourself a Russian. It's, it's funny. That's another, that's another Adam Moskovich statement for the pig. So the Gemara says, "No, Maishna heraktiv, Maishna argunu." So the Gemara says a different answer. The Gemara says that when it says that we killed him, it doesn't mean he was involved. He just means I was there. Meaning, when he says we killed him. He doesn't actually mean he was involved. If he's saying that he was involved, then he's a Russia. There's no difference. When it says that we killed him and we accept the testimony, it means I was present. I was part of this gang and they killed him. I was there. But not that he was involved. How do I know that that's what it means? Because the following story. Hatanya, this Hatanya is a, is a backing up. It's a proof. The Brisa says, Amr leil Rav Yehuda. The story goes to Rav Yehuda. Maisa bekaputkia. Maisa belistim echot shiyot there was a certain robber, there was a certain thief who was being taken to, uh, to the death penalty in Kaputkia. The Gemara is going to point out in a second. This was uh, during the times, I guess, of the Romans. These were not Jews who were killing him. But he was still being taken to be crucified or whatever, to be killed, or whatever they killed. So on his way to the, to the sentence, Amr Lehem, so he said the following out loud, amru la shimen ben kayin. Go tell the wife of Shimon ben Kayin, Ani harakti is baila bikni sasi lalud. He says, go tell, the, go tell this, on his way to be killed, he says, go tell the wife, and I killed her husband. Meaning, she's single. And you know what the halach is? They accepted that testimony. So the question is, so that was a raya, so the Rabbanon used that as a raya to Rav Yehuda. Meaning the Rabbanon say that when you say you murdered someone, it's accepted testimony. Either because of agunas or because it's two sentences. Rav Yehuda disagrees. The Rabbanon say with Rav Yehuda. They, 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 it happened. <laughs> the greatest proof that we're right is that it happened. They once had a murderer on his way to being killed and he said that he killed the wife of Aishas ben Shimon, Aishas ben Kayan, and they married her off. They made her single because of it. So the Rabbanon said to Rav Yehuda, that's a great raya. So you know what Yehuda says? He was innocent. He never actually killed anybody, that guy. When he said that he killed him, he didn't mean he killed him. He was there. So you see that just saying that you were there is, is, is okay. So the Gemara says, I holistim katani. It says he was a thief. So how could you say he's innocent? Shenitvis, I listis. Yeah, he was caught for being a thief, but he never killed anybody. <laughs> Meaning he, wasn't, he didn't actually do anything. He was with them. He was like with a gang of thieves. He never did anything. I He says he was going to go get killed. <laughs> they were taking him to. You don't get the execution unless he did something wrong. The answer is, it was a non-Jewish court, and they just killed the whole group. Meaning that he was actually innocent, and he was just literally he was just in, a, in the wrong place in the wrong. He was just with them. Okay. Let's finish up. This next Mishnah is like this. 
continue with this theme of women that you cannot marry because of bad optics. The Mishnah says, Okay, so there's certain nidarim. Let's say a woman, let's say a woman makes a nidarim. There's certain nidarim, by the way, that could end your marriage. It's not, not, I mean, you don't have to be a big chacham to realize that. A woman says, I'm never going to stay secluded with my husband anymore. Okay, the marriage is over. You know, a woman says, I'm never going to live with my husband again. So you have to end the marriage. In such a situation, you have to go to a rabbi. If the rabbi gives you his mater nadarim, you'll stay married. Let's say the rabbi says, based on the situation, based on the laws of nadarim, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. You have to get divorced. Okay, it's possible. He can never marry her. That rabbi can never marry her. Because that's like a really bad optic that all of a sudden the marriage had to end and then all of a convenient, you couldn't find a heter and now you marry her. So, hachacham she'osar esa isha b'neder al-bailif. Hachacham does not allow her to marry, to stay with her husband. Meaning, he says that there's a neder and he says, I cannot find a heter. You have to get divorced. So he paskins as to get divorced. Then, lo yisena. He can never marry her. Okay, good. Now here's the kasha. What if he was on a bezdin of chalitza. Can he marry her? Let's say the rabbi was on one of the three people. She, she, she had a chalitza. No, that's the question. The question yeah, is... is well, first of all, it's the Baal's choice. But also, and also, in addition, he's part of three people. So it, it, it's, it's one thing like... It's one thing in the first case where he was alone. He was the lone rabbi they came to. This also is three rabbonim. Exactly. So the Mishnah says, Mi'ana Oyshechaltzebefanov. Let's say she did Mi'an in front of him or she did Chalitza in front of him. Yisena, he can marry her. Why? Shebezdin. This is very simple. He was one of the three people. What are you worried about? That like it, ba- it looks bad? He was one of three. If he was doing something that was like, meaning let's say, he, what are you afraid of? That like, it wasn't really a valid Chalitza, but he made it valid because he wanted to marry her. There were two other Rabbanim present. They probably would stop it. If there was anything fishy, they probably would have stopped it. Okay, now the Gemara just wants to point out what, what's the, the, the case is in the first case where the, 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 the woman comes to the rabbi for a hatara the darim, and he says, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't help you. He can never marry her. What if it's the opposite? What if she comes and he says, I can't help you, and he helps her, and he's mater neder, and they go back happily ever after. A year later, they get divorced. He can marry her because then it's the opposite. If anything, he helped them stay together. So the Gemara just wants to know, it's posh, that if, if he helps them stay together, then the rabbi can marry her a year later because it, it was a bad optics. He helped them stay together. Now the Gemara wants to know, what's the case though? What's the case? The Gemara just wants to know, this is a side. How many people are on this Besden? We said at the end of the Mishnah, if there's three people, yeah, then it's fine. How many Rabbanim are there for Atar Sadarim? Generally, you need a Bezdin. So I, I, I don't understand. Like, what's this? Isn't it sort of a contradiction? Meaning, it's an issue if you go to the rabbi and he's not Matar Nether. If he's Matar Nether, then it's fine. But if he's not Matar Nether, it's an issue because it's bad optic. But then the Mishnah says, but if it's part of three people, it's fine. Isn't Atar Sadarim three? So the Gemara says, Hey, Brad. So the Gemara says, I don't understand anything. Isn't isn't Atar Sadarim three people? So if Atar Sadarim is three people, then what's the issue? The Gemara says, Chad mi matzi matir. Could one rabbi do Atar Sadarim? Vamar al Chiba Ravana Marav Amram, Tana Atar Sadarim Shlaisha, right? You do Atar Sadarim every Rosh Hashanah, right? You get three people. So I, I, don't, I don't even understand the clay. In the case, El Batlasa, Michashidi, Vatanan, Mina Isha Chazabafan, Vyasanam, Shibazdin. So I don't understand. Atar Sadarim is a problem. If you're not Matanether, or let's say you're Matanether, then it's fine. But if you're not Matanether, then it's an issue. How many Rabbanim are you? You're part of three. So even if you're not Matanether, 
who's going to have a taina on you? You're part of three. I thought when there's three people, there's no shot. So the Gemara says, The answer is, when it comes to Tarasadarim, while you generally need three, the halacha is, I used to, you know, unfortunately, I used to use this example when we did this Gemara. We went to this Gemara, we did this Gemara in Ches. Um, now, we've had this before, I don't know, we've had this before in Shas, that Rechai uh, Kineski, unfortunately, I'll pick a, I'll think of a new, you know, I'll think of a new Rav, but Rav Chaim was known. I mean, he was known called Terakula. The Allah is, you need three Rabbanim for a Tarsadarm, except if one of them is an expert. If you have a, a one Rav who's an expert in Halacha, he could serve a Tarsadarm on his own. He could be Matanadar on his own. So the answer is the case of our Mishnah. If there's three people, it's not a problem. I, why is a Tarsadarm an issue? Because you're talking about a case where you went to a one Rabbi, and he was the expert one Rabbi. He didn't give you a hat, and that's the problem. Had there been three, it would, would have been fun. Now, let's just finish up. The Gemara says, the Gemara just has an interesting point. Let's just speak this out. One Rav is involved in allowing her to be single, no good. Right? right? One, one Rav, you know, let's say, is, doesn't matter, neder, causes her to get divorced, that's a problem. Three Rabbanim, let's say, Mian or Chalitza, three Rabbanim, it's fine. What about two? Shouldn't two also be fine? The Gemara wants to know why is it that like the heter of Mion is the Mishnah specifically says because it's three. And if there were two? It sounds like it's a heter dafka because there's three. Let's say there were two. What would the halacha be? It would be a problem. Why? Shouldn't two be enough also? As long as it's not solely on that rabbi's shoulders, the one who wants to marry her later, it should be fine. So why does the Gemara, why does the Mishnah say Mion is okay, Chalitza is okay because there's three? It should be fine because any, anything more than one, it's like a syntax. Why do you have to say it's three? You should just say it's not one. So the Gemara says, Taima de Bezdin, The implication of the Mishnah is that it's only okay because it's three, but if it was two, it would be a problem. But the truth is, two is also fine. Why? It says, If the, How many people sign on a get? Aidan, two. Can one of the Aidan marry her? Yeah. Why? Because it's two people. It's the same because two. Once it's not on your shoulder, then it's fine. So why does the Mishnah say that by me and a chalitza it's fine because it's three? It's not really. It's not exactly accurate. It's not exactly fine because it's three. It's fine because it's not one. So the Gemara answers. You're right. The truth is two is also fine. Why does it say three? The answer is it's just teaching you a side halacha, right? Miun, right? Again, what's miun? Miun is if the eleven year old got married by her brother or her mother's, the Allah says she could, rin, she could annul the marriage. How many Rabbanim does she have to annul in front of? Two or three? Does she need Adim to annul, or does she need a Bezdin to annul? It's a Machleikis in Sanhedrin. The Gemara just says, the Mishnah said that it's fine because they're three. It had nothing to do with this halacha. The truth is it's fine because it's not one. It just mentioned three because it wanted you to tell you completely parenthetically, Mian requires three. It's just completely agav. Me and two is not enough. You need three. So the reason why the Mishnah said it's fine because it's three, it's not, it's not fine because it's three. It's fine because it's not one. I said, why you say three? It's to tell you, you need three. If you, if you walk away from this Mishnah, you'll know Chalitza requires three and Mian requires three. Okay, let's just finish up. Um, okay, the last kasha. Let's go to the first case. The rabbi... She comes to the rabbi. She says that uh, I, I made a neder. I'm not going to live with my husband. Is there anything you could do? And he says, sorry, nothing I could do. You got to get divorced. They get divorced. Can he marry her? No. Let's say he did. Do we force them to get divorced? Do we force the rabbi to divorce her? 
That's the question. Do we allow the rabbi to stay married to her, or do we force the marriage to end? So I'll just tell you outside, then we'll see. It's a machlaikis, but you know what this is very comparable to? This is very comparable to um, um, the first case in our Mishnah. The first case in our Mishnah was that if you divorce, uh, if, you, if you are dating, there's a rumor that you were dating a girl when she was a guy, and then she converted. Allah is not supposed to marry her because it adds fuel to the rumors, but if you did, you could stay married. Why? Because it was just rumors. This case of the rabbi, it's a rumor. It's not like we. It's not like there's a recording of the rabbi saying, "Yeah, I, I could have, I could have gotten her, I could have gotten ahead to her, but I wanted to marry her." There's no like, there's no smoking gun. It's rumors. So we want to know if they talk and got married. Do we force them to get divorced? Well, it's very comparable to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said based on rumors alone, not rumors of an ashes ish, but rumors alone, we would actually allow them to stay married. So you see that rumors is not enough to end the demar- to force them to get divorced. Let's just see it inside. Ibailu, Kanas, if this rabbi marries her, Be'isser, Maushi Yoizi, do we force him to get divorced? So Rav Kana, Amar Kanas, Maitzi, Rav Asha, Amar Kanas, Eina Maitzi. Machlekes Rav Kana, Rav Ashi. So Tanilu Rav Zuta, Debe Rav Papilu, Debe Amar Kanas, Eina Maitzi. So he paskind, you don't have to get divorced. Amar Rabban Rav Ashi, Gemara is Svara. He says this halacha that you don't have to get divorced. Is this a Gemara or a Svara? Meaning, is this a Svara that you realize, like you rationally believe this, or you just accepted this from your Rebbe? So Amar Masisani, it's Mefarsh in our Mishnah. What did the Mishnah say? Hanit and Meshich of Nishtachem of Eskav Niskaira. If there's a rumor that you were dating a guy, that you had a relationship with the guy, and then she converts, Zerlo Yiknes, you're not allowed to marry her because it adds fuel to the rumors because it looks like you were dating her the whole time. But Imkanas, if you did, ain't mighty. You don't have to get divorced. Why? Alma, go to the next page. Rumors alone is not enough to force you to dissolve the marriage. So over here, the rabbi, it's not like there's edus. It's all rumors. It's all optics. Optics is not enough to end the marriage. All right, we'll stop. Here. All right, guys.